the more that you read, the more things you'll know. The more that you learn, the more places you'll go. There are thousands upon thousands of books out there, and my goal is to read them all. Welcome to Zoo Notable, taking wisdom from from self improvement, conservation, and animal related books, distilling them down, and sharing what we can learn with you. And whether you are an animal care professional or just a lover of nature and life, Zoo Notables helps you grow and level up your life. Welcome to another Zoo Notable. I'm PJ with ZooFit. And continuing with the theme of Earth Month, I've got another fantastic book that really opened my eyes and called me to step up to the plate for the planet in whatever way possible. That book is Aaron Brockovich's Superman's Not Coming, Our National Water Crisis and What We the People Can Do About It. And let's kick it off with a quote. I was so frustrated by being labeled and judged. Maybe I didn't learn it the right way, but who sets these standards and rules? I didn't know we all had to act and think alike. Just because I was different didn't mean I was inferior. Even though some people called me disruptive, I didn't have to see disruption as a bad thing. In fact, some would say I've made my career out of disruption. You may have heard of the movie Aaron Brockovich starring Julie Roberts in the title role. Well, Aaron Brockovich is a real person, and the movie, while slightly dramatized for theatrical purposes, was based on real events. Those events in a small town called Hinkley, California, started Aaron on a career of being a water warrior and a community grassroots consultant. As she tells us, I've made my career out of disruption. She has traveled all over the U.S. to help with water crises from Louisiana after the Deep Horizons oil spill to Flint, Michigan, and so many other places that didn't make headlines. Aaron's new book called Superman's Not Coming is a bit different from other books that I'm used to reading and writing notes on. It's not exactly a big idea type of book. It's actually a call to action, but what an inspiring call to action. See, the water crisis is real, and it's impacting millions of people from coast to coast. Aaron wants each of us to do our part, make a difference, make our voices heard, and help change the world. And while there aren't many big philosophical change-your-life ideas in the book, there are plenty to help you get revved, especially for Earth Day, and help change the planet. Now, I'm excited to share these thoughts with you, so let's dive right on in. Big idea number one, Superman's not coming. Quote, for years I've been teaching one very simple concept. Superman is not coming. If you are waiting for someone to come and save you and clean up your water, I'm here to tell you no one is coming to save you. We can't survive without access to clean water or water at all. And yet we are losing access to our most precious resource. Without water, it is literally game over for all of us. The time has come to save ourselves. And as soon as I heard the title of this book, I knew I had to get my hands on it and read it cover to cover. Not just to learn more about the water crisis, but the idea that we have to do the work ourselves is so necessary and just spot on. 
Now, for some, it may seem overwhelming or daunting. And some of us may be angry that no one in government or the corporations or people with tons of money and or influence is stepping up to save the day. But as frustrating as it may be, it's the truth. There is no Superman. We, we are the Superman. We are the ones that need to step forward and take control of our destiny. As Aaron puts it, you can become your own superhero simply by waking up the hero within you. Yes, the situation is huge and overwhelming, but you can't eat a whole apple at once. You need to take it bite by bite. And yes, Aaron's book is full of stories about water crises and how it affects us all. But I think this, the message is loud and clear for any challenge that any of us are facing. No one can truly save you, but you. Did you want to lose some weight or get in shape? No one can do that except for you. Do you want to write a book? That's fantastic. Write it because no one else can tell your stories. Do you want to save the world? Well, stop looking to others to do it for us. Be the hero that the world needs. Now, Erin shares how her favorite story is The Wizard of Oz because while the characters go to find the wizard to fix their problems, they find their answers and their gifts lie within themselves. These memorable, memorable characters represent those who don't think that they have what it takes to stand up to the wicked witches, aka these powerful corporations, the pollution, and the water crisis. As Aaron puts it, we must remember that we all have enough brains, heart, and courage to get the job done. You may go searching for the Emerald City, hoping for someone to make your life better. But I've learned through my journey that we, are, we already have the answers to bring ourselves home. Now, something I discovered when I read The Flight of the Hummingbird that resonates with me here, too. The tiny hummingbird did what she could to save the forest. She didn't rely on the bigger, fiercer, or the stronger animals. And I think that's the point of this story. It had to be the hummingbird. And just like that, it has to be us. We can show the corporations, government leaders, and those with power and influence that if regular people can do their part, then they can do something too. And just imagine what we can do together. We don't need anyone else to save us. We can start small in our homes, in our communities, and work to make significant changes that will make an impact for generations to come. Big idea number two, it's the right thing to do. Quote, the scary thing about climate change is that our small and seemingly inconsequential choices turn out over time to add up to effects of such magnitude that they can radically disrupt our way of life. But that's the fortunate thing about climate change too. The solution isn't at base any more complicated than those small choices. One, have one fewer child. Two, live car free. Three, avoid one round trip transatlantic flight. Four, buy green energy. Five, buy a more efficient car. Six, eat a plant-based diet. Seven, wash clothes in cold water. Eight, recycle. Nine, hang dry clothes. And 10, upgrade light bulbs. This is a tall order. Of course, even if you take every step on this list, even if you're a childless, car-free vegan without a dryer, 
you will only make an infinitesimal dent in the total amount of carbon pumped into our atmosphere every minute. So why bother? First, because it's the right thing to do. I don't want to be a part of a problem on the scale of climate change. Sometimes we are called to do the right thing, whether or not we can be sure of the results. I feel like Erin channeled her inner Dumbledore here, repeating what the head, Hogwarts headmaster tells Harry in Goblet of the Fire. Dark times lie ahead of us, and there will be a time when we must choose between what is right and what is easy. And what is right and what is easy? It's easy to sit back and say, let someone else handle this. This is not my problem. I'll be dead before these problems affect me. But Erin shows us in this book that this thinking isn't true. She says, this isn't some distant problem that your children's children will have to deal with. Unless you are at death's door right now, this is something that you, the person reading this book, are going to have to deal with. Climate change is reducing the amount of drinkable water on the Earth's surface. Not in some projected future, but right now. And we need to understand the scope and the scale of the problem so we can take immediate action to fix it. Luckily, we can take small actions, the right actions, to mitigate climate change, water pollution, water shortages, and help our communities be stronger, healthier, and united. You don't have to do it all. You don't even have to know how to do it. Erin says you just need to be willing to take that first step and get started. So what are some of these right things to do versus easy? Now, the list above is a huge start. Maybe look at tackling one or two. And if you can't get a, rid of a car, maybe try buying a gas-efficient vehicle. Or look for small ways you can conserve energy, such as turning off electronics earlier at night, turning off the faucet when you brush your teeth, or taking a cold or at least a cooler shower. We can also make a huge difference at the store. Make the time to look into where our food comes from. It's very easy to just grab the cheapest product on the shelf, but there is growing evidence that most of our food producers are not helping the environment. For example, Aaron shares the statistic that Tyson was the second biggest polluter of our waterways from 2010 to 2014, with Tyson and subsidiaries processing plants dumping more than 104 million pounds of toxic pollutants into waterways. That's more than Cargill, Coke Industries, and ExxonMobil combined. As Aaron puts it, think about that the next time you're shopping for chicken at your grocery store. And just because it doesn't necessarily affect you personally right here and right now doesn't mean it's the right thing for the community, someone else's community, or the planet. So what's the right thing for you? Even if it's not easy, what's one small step you can do to move you in the right direction? Big idea number three, if you aren't infuriated, you're not paying attention. Quote, if terrorists dumped unknown chemicals into a community, we would call that a chemical attack. But when it's American industry, we let the chips fall where they may. I have to say that I'm 
severely disappointed. I mean, come on. Why is this so hard for companies to come clean or at least pretend to care about the public? Now, after an industrial chemical spill that shut off water to 300,000 residents in Charleston, West Virginia, the president of the responsible company, Freedom Industries, told the press, look, guys, it's been an extremely long day. I'm having a lot of trouble talking at the moment. I would appreciate if we could just wrap this thing up. Yeah, that's a bit callous and definitely the wrong tone, but he's not the only one. Aaron also writes, these comments are reminiscent of BP CEO Tony Hayward after the 2010 Gulf of Mexico spill, the worst in U.S. history, when he said, there's no one who wants this over more than I do. I would like my life back. Both of these corporate representatives are speaking about themselves, not the people suffering. This is the basic culture of corporations, ducking responsibility and leaving local communities to handle the after effects of their pollution. This is not all corporations are known to do either. Their deep pockets allow them to go to great lengths to create scientific doubt and even just bury information. They have terminated and suppressed research. They have intimidated and coerced scientists, manipulated studies, and have scientific articles ghostwritten to make them look innocent or at least not guilty of crimes that they know full well that they have committed against communities and the environment. And yeah, these ideas should, well, they should piss you off. But use that frustration, use that anger, and channel it into fighting back. Superman's Not Coming is chock full of stories of housewives who became council members communities who shut down corporations, and families who fought back and won. If they can do it, we can do it. Let that fire fuel you for what's right, because no one else is going to take care of you except you. And finally, big idea number four, you can do it. Quote, No one feels confident in the beginning, but I want to encourage you to push past those initial fears. Don't believe the thoughts that say, I'm too young, I'm too old, I don't have enough experience, or I don't have enough influence or power. Now is not the time to let those fears take over. I've seen people of all ages and backgrounds fight for what they feel is right and win. Take the attention away from yourself and put it on your message. Think of each and every person in your community that you can help. Remember, you just need enough confidence to take that first step in the right direction. I don't have the words to get you or anyone to make these changes. They are going to have to come from within yourself. Many people struggle to do this because they just don't think they can. And that's something that this book provides in spades. Tons and tons of stories of Erin, her companion, Bob Bocock, and people in communities all over the United States from all walks of life making a difference and empowering others to make a difference. Erin tells us, empowerment is a process that happens as we give ourselves authority to act on what feels right, what we know is right. Aaron tells the story of Janine Kinney of Tulsa, Oklahoma, who became a water warrior to fight back on the chloramines being used in local water, despite the health issues it presented. In her own words, Janine said that she would rather try and fail than not try at all. 
quote, I can sleep at night knowing I had tried. I used my voice to speak up for so many people in my city. And what aspect in your life, whether it's conservation related or not, would you rather try and fail than never have tried at all? Use that tenacity to keep going no matter what. In Hannibal, Missouri, Kelly Cookson was infuriated. Her husband kept getting sick and no one would help her. She wanted to get the water tested, but the health department refused. They told her, quote, since he didn't die and no one else is sick, there is absolutely nothing we will do. Now, Kelly wrote that on a piece of paper and she let that statement fuel her. Quote, if I ever got tired or wanted to quit, I would just read that statement. That fire helped her campaign for a friend and fellow water warrior to run and win city council position so that she could help influence and make policy that protects their communities, families, and homes. Now, even Erin wasn't an expert when she started in this field. She knew nothing about chromium-6 or water contamination. As she puts it, I was the least likely person to become anyone's hero, but I was willing to listen to people's stories and use my common sense to guide me. You don't have to be an expert to care and make a difference. So what is important to you? Your family, the animals, this planet? What are you willing to do to protect it? Trust yourself, find the right inspiration, and know that you can do this. Where there's a will, there's a way. And even if you fail, you fail trying, giving it your all. But if you've done everything you can, there, then there is no failure or regret. Just some grand lessons and the tenacity to make the world a better place. All right, so that's what I've got for Superman's Not Coming. If you enjoyed this note, I think you'll enjoy the book even more. There's a link in the description down below. And if you would like to learn more about Erin Brockovich, visit her site at www.brockovich.com. There's a link also in the description. And if you're also interested, you can learn more about Erin's start in environmental activism with that movie I mentioned, Erin Brockovich. It's about her case against PG and E and their use of chromium six and Hinkley. I'm going to close up with just a few quotes from Superman's Not Coming. These are all from Aaron Brockovich, unless otherwise noted. Quote, when I turn on the tap in my kitchen, I don't think about global water systems. I think about water, about the life-giving substance that pours out of the faucet with a flick of my wrist. If I'm in a grateful mood, I think how fortunate I am to live in a place where clean, drinkable water is a utility not a luxury. Aaron tells us our issues are right versus wrong, not left versus right. She says you don't get any awards for maintaining the status quo. We need to take risks. Also, in a country that seems to be more and more split on the issues we face today, we need to remember how our humanness unites us. What seemed like my biggest flaw became my superpower. It's time for you to start looking within and wake up your own superpowers. 
And finally, I start each of my Zoom Notables with a quote from Dr. Seuss, but today we're also going to close with Dr. Seuss as well. In his children book, The Lorax, he says, unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. That's all I've got for this great book. Let me know your thoughts. What big idea resonated the most with you? And how can you incorporate that into your life starting today? And please feel free to share some of your favorite books that you'd love to see as you notable on. Keep working on becoming the best version of yourself today, tomorrow, and forever. For you, your community, the animals, and the planet. Take care, and I'll see you all next time.